For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. And welcome to Picks and Parlays here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. I'm your host, Nick Eber, in for Chelsea Messenger. Happy Tuesday, November the 5th, Guy Fawkes Day. If you're in the UK, you're having a bonfire, lighting some fireworks, and having a great time celebrating the failed gunpowder plot of one Guy Fawkes back in Chip Chirimbus's day, but we welcome you to the show here. You can find us streaming live also on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. Search for us. You can find us at hashtag Parlay Radio, or just put in pics and parlays. And by the way, if you want to comment during the show, feel free to do so. Just go ahead and fill in that comment section on any of those sites, and we will see your comment and put it up on the screen and Discuss it. Bring it up. Talk about it. Mention you in this public forum, provided it's not too rude. Notice I said too rude. we got a big show for you today. Uh, we're going to be joined in the first segment for a little NBA and college basketball by none other than Tony Brown, the capper formerly known as Bandwagon. Now we'll refer to him just by a symbol. But Tony Brown will be joining me in the first segment. Then we will have, that's right, Tony El Tigre Tellers will be joining me to talk a little well, I believe that that's college football, including a bunch of unbeaten teams and a bunch of teams that have had a bye week. Well, this should be a great one with LT Gray. And lastly, the Duff man cometh, never fear. Joe Duffy will join us to talk NFL, Chargers at Raiders, Lions at Bears, and Bills at Browns. Are those, oh, should I put some of the other games out? Nah, you've got to stay tuned in to figure out what they are. By the way, we're going to give a lot of free picks on this show if you have a pen and paper handy, if you're listening, if you're driving, forget it, okay? Just go back to YouTube and you can see the replay. Do not write down anything while, we're drive, while you're driving. But if you're not, get a pen and paper. We're going to have a lot of free picks. Plus, at the end of the show, we'll recap everything. But if that's not enough for you, you can go to our website, picksandparlays.net, where we have free picks galore for everybody. And you can even kick it up a notch and get our expert picks, should you so decide. Right now, we have a special going on. It's $4.99, college basketball special, all the way through the end of the season. Give yourself that betting edge at picksandparlays.net. All right, so we got Tony Brown, El Tigre, Duffman. That's who's going to be on the show, along with me, your host, Nick Geber. Find me on Twitter, at Nick Geber. I am going to step aside, take a break, and I'll be right back with the capper, formerly known as Bandwagon. All right, welcome back. Welcome back to Picks and Parlays here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, streaming live as well on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Schmitter, Schmatter, Smutter, everywhere you want to be online is where we are with you. By the way, also streaming live on iHeartRadio and TuneIn and broadcasting to the American Forces Network. So we'd like to welcome all of our men and women in uniform around the world listening to this show. We do love having you. And we're with you each and every weeknight, 4 p.m. Eastern Time, uh, 1 p.m. on the left coast. That's Monday through Friday. We have all your betting picks and needs covered. Think of us as the betting doctor, and the doctor is in. 
All right, well, let's get to it, shall we? Because I promised you would have some NBA and a little bit of college basketball, which tips off tonight. Joining me here in studio is special guest, expert handicapper, the capper, formerly known as Bandwagon. I think we'll give him a symbol at some point. But in the meantime, we'll just welcome Tony Brown. Tony, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Welcome. I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me here. All right, Tony, good to have you. Let's get to it, shall we? Let's do it. Um, you don't have a microphone, my man. I'm not mic'd up, but I think they can hear me. No, I, you're not, but we can, we can take care of that very simply here. All right. We'll, we'll, we'll give you one because, you know, we're, we're that generous sort of people here. I didn't want to ask. There we go. Well, you know, ask and ye shall receive. Isn't that right? <laughs> Isn't that how it works? All right. Well, speaking of asking and receiving, let's start with Bucks and Clippers. Uh, the Bucks are five and two. They're five and two against the spread. Currently on a three-game winning streak, getting a 134-106 win at Minnesota on Monday. The Bucks are four and one against the spread in the last five games, but four and eleven straight up against the Clippers. So that's interesting. The Clippers five and two, four and three against the spread. Clippers' most recent game was a 105-94 win over the Jazz. A total has gone under in four of the Clips' last five games. We have Clippers minus one and a half. What do you have? I love the Clippers minus one and a half. Uh, I don't know if I have a West Coast bias just because I live out here, but I just think that the Western Conference is a much more advanced conference than the East. And uh, just in the seven games that Milwaukee have played already, it, it seems like that uh, Ilgowski... So... The Clippers are undefeated at the Staples Center. It's home field advantage for a reason, and they've been taking advantage of it. I like the Clippers to eke this one out. It's just a one-and-a-half point spread, so we're going to take them against the spread, and I think they get a big win at home. Just Basically, they have more depth. Milwaukee's good. They lead the league in uh, scoring and rebounding, so when they do miss shots, they get them back, but it's against the East Coast. Playing against these West Coast teams, I think it's going to show, and the Clippers win at home in this one. All right, so you're going to know the Clippers win. Uh, Clippers, it's minus one and a half, right? Just minus one and minus a half. One and you're half. Get it by a bucket. All right, okay, you got it. Let's move along, shall we? Uh, sixes at Jazz. The Sixes are five and one, uh, three, two, and one against the spread. They're sitting second in the East, right behind the Heat. They lost to Phoenix on Monday, snapped a five game winning streak. Man, they were on an absolute tear. The total has gone under in 11 of the Sixes last 15 games. On the other side, the Jazz are four and three, two and five against the spread. The Jazz are suffering through a two-game losing streak right now. They lost to the Kings and to the Clippers. Speaking of the Clippers, uh, total has gone under in all 10 of the last Jazz's 10 games. That's a pretty reliable percentage, I would say. Uh, I have the Sixers plus two and a half on this one. Is that right? Yeah, that's the perfect line right there. And um, I'm taking the Sixers plus two and a half for my clients. But me personally, I'm going with them on the money line. I think they win straight out. Like you said, they were on a five-game winning streak. Uh, Embiid got suspended with the little fight he had out there, and so they got beat by a good Phoenix Suns team that put up a lot of points on them. It was a close loss, and it was the only loss of the season. Embiid makes his return in this one, and uh, they beat the Jazz. Jazz is just a middle-of-the-road team. They're 4-3, and three, so they're up, they're down, and they're currently on a two-game losing streak. Like you said, these games aren't played on paper, but some stats can't be denied. Ten straight yep. unders. You might want to look at the under in this one as well, but 
my biggest play is on Philly on the money line personally, but for the clients, whenever you can get some points, you always got to take the points for insurance, grab the two and a half. Well, what is the money line for Philly right now? I think it'll be like plus 140 with just two and a half points. So that's well, that's nice, yeah, huh? That's some nice, money. nice plus money there. Yes, sir. Plus money, money is always good to have. Plus money, Tony. That's me. that's right. Particularly <laughs> on a Tuesday, November the fifth, Guy Fawkes Day. Are you celebrating? Bonfire, fireworks? Uh, not this Guy Fawkes Day, but uh, next year I think we're going to do a bit. Oh, you're going to do a big next year. Okay, well, I, I'm glad to hear that. Nope. All right, speaking about doing it big, college basketball season tips off today. We're all terrifically excited. This is, this is a great day if you're a basketball fan because everyone's, the slates are clear everywhere, okay? Everybody's even right now in college basketball. Everybody's the upsets undefeated. can happen, which is why we really love college basketball. Uh, well, let's start, though, uh, formerly known as Bandwagon, with uh, Cincinnati at Ohio State. This is a season opener, obviously, for both schools. Ohio State leads the all-time series meetings 3-2. to two. The last meeting was last season when Ohio State won 64-56. Ohio State has a deep team, lots of returning talent. That's obviously big. Cincinnati, though, has a brand-new head coach, John Brandon from North Kentucky, Northern Kentucky. Right. Horizon League guy. Horizon League, right. Northern Kentucky. Right. These are places you might see if you're pulling a trailer through America, but oh, I, I'm unlikely to go there. Um, Ohio State minus six is the line. Um, eh, I mean, I, you know, what do you make of this? How do you bet this game, right? Because it's so hard. New coach, lots of lots of guys returning uh, for Ohio State. I mean, you know, Ohio State basically. Uh, edges them on meetings. Uh, not that that really matters, I guess. But, you know, how do you bet this one? Well, it's the opening. So, like you said, everyone's undefeated. It's not a really lot of stats to go on. But what you can go on is what you said. Uh, Cincinnati has a new coach, and he's coming from northern Kentucky. This is like a giant step up to the Big Ten. You know what I mean? This is where the big boys play, and he's going on the road to Ohio State, a ranked Ohio State team. They're ranked at 18, so they're going to stay in the top 25. They have to play hard. They can't lose the opener tonight and uh, lots of returning starters. They went to Cincinnati and won by eight points last season. So mm -hmm. with the returning starters, the new coach for Cincinnati, you just got to go with Ohio State in this one. It's only six points. That's a couple baskets. It's going to have the home crowd opening night. I like Cincinnati to get the win and cover at home. You got any money line on this one? Nah, the money line's too high. There's it's no gonna value be bad, in the right? Money line. Yeah, it's yeah. gonna be what? Like Unless that. you're taking the upset, it's gonna with be Cincinnati, like what? Right? Uh, yeah, at least three hundred something. Like yeah, that. minus three hundred. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> no money lines. But yeah, but maybe points. maybe a little uh, a little punt on on Cincinnati on Cincinnati. In-state rivalry game, they, anything can happen. Because they got to be. I mean, that's got to be. If the other one's like minus three hundred, they got to be. You know, on the other side of that, right? right. So get some nice sweet plus money there with a the big upset by the way speaking of upsets if you followed my champions league picks man oh i am right man. on the cusp of a massive upset and if you're betting my picks oh my nigerian friends listening by the way <laughs> I, and i know they're thrilled they're probably out buying themselves a new building. Money or, is money. I, I mean, don't know. if you don't watch soccer, you don't have to. Just listen to this man's picks and the money is there. <laughs> right. All right. Any other? Uh, we've got opening uh, tip-off tonight in college basketball. Of course, we've got uh, the, the, the big, big boys uh, kicking it all off in Madison Square Gardens. What are your thoughts about those two games? Uh, like I said, when, when, when it's the early season, all you have is preseason rankings. You got the coaches, polls, a lot of writers and stuff. I can't wait to see these kids get it on. A lot of these kids went to high school together, and a lot of these kids got drafted to these big programs not because of 
you know, their talent necessarily, but just, you know, insider information. Wait, wait, wait. Because of the bribes that parents gave <laughs> the coaches? Oh, I'm you sorry. Said it. We you were said talking it. about right. USC. Okay, right. I'm sorry. You That's USC, where so, apparently a, a, a five foot three dwarf. Uh, was drafted as their center for the USC team. But, now but the parents talking. donated a lot of money. A lot of money. Yeah. So, right. You can't never go off paper. So it's good to just see these teams get it on. We got number one versus number two on paper. So we'll see who's the best in college starting tonight. All right. What's your, uh, you know, you are a guy, you 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 live and you breathe and you, you bathe in basketball. I love it. Yeah, you do love it. We have yet to play one minute of college basketball. And we have one minute left. Right. Give me... Your pick to win the championship this year. Come on, you can do it. I like Duke. You like Duke. And it's Blue simply Devils, because okay? of this. It's coaching. In, in the NBA, it's all about the players and the superstars. And in college, it's all about coaching. And Coach K is one of the best. He's got some of the top recruits in the country. And the Duke always puts out a good product. I like Duke to win it. All right. Coach K and Duke going to win it all this season. I, and I wonder what these... Uh, what, what the early futures are for it. You can still get futures bets because we haven't tipped yeah, yet, right? Yeah, as early as tonight, they yeah. haven't tipped yet. So uh, maybe you should uh, listen to the cap of formerly known as Bandwagon, but we'd like to call him Tony Brown now. We will come up with a new name for him, though. Don't worry about that. Soon. All right, uh, I'm going to step aside and take a break. When I come back, we're going to be talking to LT Gray himself, Tony Tellers. We're going to do some college football, including some whopping great matchups. So don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. All right, welcome you back to the show, Picks and Parlays, here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, also streaming live on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, or everywhere you want to be if you want to comment on the show. Please do that on this happy Guy Fawkes Day, November the 5th. I know everyone's listening to this saying, what is this idiot yabbering on about, but never mind. Um, I promised we were going to get to some college football with El Tigre. And so I am pleased to welcome to the show our good friend, Expert Kappa. By the way, you can find him at picksandparlays.net, just like you can everybody else. Uh, the man himself, El Tigre, Tony Tellers. Tony, how are you doing, buddy? Hey, I'm doing great, Nick. Looking forward to this big Saturday of college football. Winding it down, four big Saturdays left in November. And, of course, uh, once we get to the end of the month, we'll be looking at division <clears> champions from these conferences. And it'll whittle down the schedule to the um, – conference title games in the first Saturday of December. But, Nick, this is the time of the year right now in college football where we have all the big matchups. Teams are, are, are trying to position themselves for uh, that, that uh, playoff. It's the most exciting time of the year in college football. Uh, it is indeed. It is indeed. We need to get some volume on you, though, and we need to get your mic turned on for Tony. There we go. We have you now, Tony? I'm here. I'm here. Okay, hear now, me? yeah, now I can hear you. I'm gonna bring him down a little bit. Okay, sorry. We we're, we're just uh, we're, we're kind of working this as we go along here. All right, Tony, let's get to it, shall we? Penn State of Minnesota. Uh, you know what we have today is uh, for you for our college football coming up this week is an unbelievable collection of eight and O teams, uh, starting with uh, Penn State. Minnesota, Penn State, 8-0, 5-3 against the spread. All of these teams are coming off a bye week, which is another thing that's a little strange to me, but maybe you can explain that. But they had a bye week. They defeated Michigan State 28-7. They're against Minnesota, 8-0. They're 5-2-1 against the spread. Another bye week, another undefeated team whose last game was uh, a big victory, this time 52-10 over Maryland. Um, the under is cashed in each of Penn State's last four on the road, and the under is cashed in five of uh, Minnesota's last seven. I have Penn State minus seven, total 48 and a half. What have you, El Tigre? 
Yeah, uh, Nick. Uh, yeah, the bye weeks, these teams can schedule. Make, they make their own schedules, and it makes sense right in the middle of conference season to take the bye week. So uh, you got half the, half the remaining uh, games to go in your conference, and it'll be the toughest stretch for many of these teams because they usually play their rivals at the end. And uh, I like taking the points here with uh, Minnesota at plus seven. Of course, Penn State will face their toughest offensive opponent on the road here in this spot. But when you look at the current form here, past three games, Golden Gophers uh, moving the football, 463 yards, 280 on the ground, over five and a half yards to carry. And of course, um, you know, they're, they're defending home teams at 232 yards, only 47% completion rate. And of course, uh, we looked at their, some results. Uh, they pound Nebraska at home 34-7. Penn State's toughest test on the road results in a 17-12 win at Iowa. They only were able to put 17 on Iowa here and we're getting a full touchdown here with the Golden Gophers. I like their quarterback, Cantor Morgan, 64% completion rate, 12 touchdowns, two picks in the Big Ten. So uh, I'll be taking the home underdog in this one. Great. Going to take the home underdog. You're going to take Minnesota. 13-ranked Minnesota over fifth place, Penn State. Uh, nice. Okay, uh, what is the, what's the money line on Minnesota? Is that a money line play on this? This will just be a, the spread on this one. Uh, probably my line will be closer. I would probably say a home team at seven. You're probably looking closer to two dollars. But I would I would just look here at the at the spread in this one. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Let's do that one. Uh, excellent. Let's move along. Um, I'll tell you what. Let's go to Iowa or Wisconsin next. We'll leave the LSU Alabama game till last. Let's start with this one. This is another one where both teams are off bye weeks. I guess everyone's had a lot of rest, Tony. I, I don't know. They've had a chance now. Now that the NCAA is changing their rules, they've had a chance to go, you know, maybe find some, uh, some people to represent them for their commercial rights during the bye week so that they can hit the ground running. Although I don't believe the NCAA has actually written those rules yet. It'll probably take them 50 years to do that. You know how it works. But in the meantime, we're back to Iowa, Wisconsin, because uh, I digress, which I do so well. Iowa, 6-2, and two, five and 3-5 and five against the spread. As we said, it was a bye week as well for the Hawkeyes after a 20 to nothing win over Northwestern. Quarterback Nate Stanley has 1,950 yards passing, 10 touchdowns, but he does have five interceptions, which is, you know, about one interception for every two touchdowns. So I'm not sure that that's such a great ratio. The Badgers, on the other hand, 6-2, and 5-3 and three against the spread. They're also coming off the bye week. I know it's kind of an old story. Uh, but they did lose 38-7 to Ohio State. By the way, of the, all these teams coming off a of bye week, these are the only ones that actually lost last time out. Um, but the Badgers' defense couldn't stop the Buckeyes' running game. And, um, well, not the Buckeyes. Yeah, pardon me. They, uh, they couldn't stop the running game. Uh, what do you think about this one, Tony? I mean, I think uh, the Badgers are the favorites here, right? Yeah, they are big favorites here. Uh, nine and a half currently. It's a very low total, 38 and a half, which tells you it should be one of those defensive grinder games. I just think it's a little too many points here to lay with Wisconsin. I'm going to take yeah. the points here with Iowa plus nine and a half. Uh, Hawkeyes, you know, past three games defensively holding teams at 285 yards, and they are stopping the run, 2.6 yards per attempt. We did see the Badgers lose two straight at that one point defeat at Illinois, then a 38-7 loss at Ohio State. Ohio State's on another island, uh, uh, much, much better than both of these teams. But uh, one thing to note here with uh, Wisconsin, just 2-3 and three of the spread against the Big Ten. Now, Iowa's covered 6-8 of eight overall. Now, with the Hawkeyes' good run defense, it's going to expose Jack Doan, the quarterback for Wisconsin. He's thrown for 180 yards or fewer in five of his past six games. It always seems to be the story for, for uh, Wisconsin. You know, stack the line, stop the running back, and force the quarterback to beat you. But, you know, this quarterback's only completing 50% of his passes in six of his eight games. And of course, Iowa, as you mentioned, Nathan Stanley, a senior at quarterback. You know, over his past two seasons, uh, before this year, he's thrown for 26 touchdowns. And I think, he, I think he's, he's the steadier hand here at quarterback. 
I like the points here with Iowa. All right, you like the points with Iowa. Okay, you'll go for the Hawkeyes. So let's move along. Next one. LSU at Alabama, number one against number two. It's getting a bit old, actually, year in and year out, I have to be fair. But having said that, this is a huge match game. Excuse me. Uh, each of these teams unbeaten, 8-0. Uh, LSU are 8-0, 5-2-1 against the spread. They're coming off a bye week after defeating Auburn 23-20. Uh, Alabama, well, I don't need to mention the bye week, but they had one. Uh, the big, big win over the Razorbacks, uh, 48-7. Will Tua play? Because he's been injured a little bit. On the other hand, is it an issue, really? Because Mac Jones did such an incredible job for them last week. What do you think? Yeah, I'm looking at this game. Uh, Mac Jones just doesn't have the downfield skill level of two out throwing the football deep. Uh, I think that's the difference between the two quarterbacks as well as experience in a game like of this magnitude here. I think what's really telling here is the total. The total's at 65, which is telling you that, you know what? They believe that LSU could move this football. And uh, I'm going to take the points here with LSU plus six and uh, really like to look at this Tigers offense over their past three games. They're averaging 477 yards, 5.2 yards on the ground. Now, Joe Burrow, the LSU quarterback in that span, 313 yards passing, 77% completion right now. Look at the teams he, he went against in the past three, Auburn, Mississippi State, and Florida. Now, Mississippi State, a little down team, but Auburn and Florida's defense, they're pretty good. He was able to put up those numbers. Now, of course, they've won and covered each of their road games this year. We did talk about two hours a game-time decision with that ankle. Now, they're only two and three into the spread against the SEC. But one thing to note here with Alabama is uh, the two best quarterbacks they faced was uh, South Carolina and Texas A&M. They allowed 324 yards passing to the Gamecocks, 264 yards to the Aggies. And we saw when they faced uh, Clemson what, what, what a good offense can do to this Alabama team. So uh, I'm going to go with the, with the underdog here, LSU plus the six. Well, that's pretty interesting. Um, the under was cashed in four of the Tides' last five against LSU. So there's obviously, you know, a lot more going on here than meets the eye. 65 points. Yeah. I mean, you, you know, you're, you're seeing a lot of scoring here. Either way, 65 points. And this should be a great game from a neutral standpoint as well, uh, if you just want to watch it. But tell me, I mean... How much do you expect these this line to shift when it, when or if they announce if two is playing or not? Yeah, I think it will definitely shift. Uh, I think you may see Alabama at a touchdown if two out plays, maybe even more than that. Just because his, if you look at his downfield his downfield accuracy a little better than Mac Jones, and I think the, I think uh, for that reason and the experience factor, and of course. Jones has not played this type of opponent in a game of this magnitude, so there's still a question mark there. Uh, Alabama's just just so much better than the teams they face. You know, it's not it's not so much. There isn't a whole lot of parity in college football, especially when you, with, with the elite teams. Uh, they're, they're not going to play. The, the, you know, these opponents aren't going to be of this caliber of LSU. So there's still some question marks with Jones and this with his ability in this type of environment. But again, uh, too well will be a game time decision. So. Maybe a lot of the guys that like to play in-game wagering, they'll, they'll probably have a, a mm. shot here to play play this game. I think that might be an, a, a way to look at it to, and just just see if you can get some any early news from some of the reporters who are covering the game. Maybe the warm-ups will be telling to see how that ankle is for Tua in, during warm-ups. Yeah, I'm, I'm just – so in-game betting would be great for this one because um, – uh, and you just wonder, I mean, are they going to put Tua in? Is he ready? Is he not ready? Are they going to – are they going to think that Mac Jones can get it done? I mean, 
It is a fascinating, finely poised game here between the number one and the number two teams in the country at this point, and it's going to be great to see it happening. All right, Tony, uh, we thank you as always. Tell us a little bit about the, your picks that we can find at picksandparlays.net. Yeah, you can check out picksandparlays.net. I've got an NBA and a college basketball game on today, and I'll have a nice college football card for you for this weekend over at picksandparlays.net. All right, so there you have Tony T. L. T. Gray. Tony, tell us. One of our excellent handicappers you can find on our site. We have like 35-plus handicappers. We like to bring the best of them to you on this show. They will give you loads of free picks. As you just heard, we gave you three. We gave you LSU at Alabama. We gave you Penn State at Minnesota. We gave you Iowa, Wisconsin. Free. Scot-free. Let you go and make a little dosh. But when you're ready, you can kick it up a notch with our expert plays on the website, picksandparlays.net. When the show's over, you need to go over there, sign up, get yourself some expert plays. Trust me, you will not regret it. All right, we're streaming live on Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, also live on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, live on iHeart, live on TuneIn. This is where we are each and every weekday, 4 p.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. on the left coast. Going to take a break. I'll be back. The Duff Man cometh. Never fear. We've got loads more for you after the break. All right, welcome you back to Picks and Parlays here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and streaming live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. I'm your host, Nick Gieber. In for Chelsea Messenger, find me on Twitter. I am at Nick Gieber to make it easy for you. Very simple, at Nick Gieber. Follow me. Actually, I've been getting quite a lot of follows, people that want my patented soccer picks, and uh, I'm just going to check on the score right now, but I have a big one out there, and uh, looked like it was paying off. By the way, uh, the Duff Man cometh, promised you that, and I see him in the box right now. And uh, Joe Duffy, welcome to the show. Let's talk a little NFL. Are you ready? I am ready, jolly old St. Nick. And if you, my mic is too low, just open the window. I got a big mouth. Yeah, exactly. No, your mic is not too low. Your mic is perfectly placed today. Uh, let's start, shall we? Because we've got three matches that we've curated for our listeners and viewers' pleasure and their betting goodness, I suppose, luck, skill, knowledge, because that's what it takes. Uh, should we start with the Chargers at the Oakland Raiders? The Chargers 4-5, and 3-5, and 3-5-1 and and against the spread. Uh, it's only been a week since the Chargers fired Ken Weisenhunt, their offensive coordinator, and they already seem more balanced in their win over the Packers. Uh, Rivers went 21-28 for 294 yards, and uh, Melvin Gordon rushed 20 times for 80 yards. That's an awful lot of rushing going on there. In the meantime, the Raiders, 4-4, four 5-3 and four, five and three against the spread. Uh, they actually ranked, uh, ranked second in yards per carry for the last three games. Uh, Trent Brown's questionable. The Raiders, 6-1 against the spread in the last seven. Duffman, what do you have on this one? Ken Wisenhunt used to live in my neighborhood, in fact. And I think the reason that you call this a match is because it was announced, you know, who knows, maybe the Chargers will wind up playing on the pitch in uh-huh. London as the permanent uh, yes. home. That, but, is, uh, that is correct. You, you, you beat me to it. That was going to be a talking point. But before we get to your pick, let's talk about it. I mean, they're not happy, apparently, with this $4.2 billion stadium being built in Los Angeles. They don't want to share with the Rams. They're having trouble getting fans behind them. As a former resident of Los Angeles, I can tell you that L.A. residents are somewhat picky about their teams. And, um, I mean, it's the Rams were an L.A. team, and now they've come back. So there's kind of that, 
that feel-good factor. I mean, the charges were, as Chip Chirimbus likes to call them, the San Diego charges, right? Yes, and at one time, remember, the Raiders were Los Angeles. So I, I oh, do I do remember. Yes. It's tough to get a loyal fan base when you keep mixing teams in and out. You know, sometimes L.A. LA had no teams for a long time. Then they had one team. Then they had two teams and one team. I mean, it's tough to keep track of which teams are and are not playing in Los Angeles. Look, it's a possibility. You know, there's a lot of travel things to consider, I guess. Any time a team that would play in London would probably have to have an off week next week. But it's all about getting money internationally, whether it's China and the NBA, and that's a whole other story altogether. Or, and, and I always said just the opposite. I wish that we would have a U.S.-based team in like the EPL, but that's another story altogether. Yeah, it, it is a possibility of that happening. And I think the NFL, if it's practical, would love to have it happen because it opens up the entire uh, Great Britain. It opens up England to all the NFL, you know, maybe the ratings will be higher. They can get more, more uh, you know, more revenue TV there. And, of course, they want to sell all their paraphernalia over there. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, I mean, as far as that uh, American team in the Premier League, the problem that you would have with that, of course, is promotion and relegation. So uh, that team would have to work their way to the Premier League or would get relegated from it. So, And I don't know if there's an American team that's remotely good enough to play even in the second division in England. So um, that we might have to wait on. But we'll see what happens. Where would they play? I don't know. They'd have to you know, lease Wembley or, or they'd have to borrow Tottenham Stadium. I don't know how that would work. Uh, no one's building stadiums in central London anymore, I can promise you that. But uh, let's get back to it. Let's get to this game. Raiders, uh, Chargers at Raiders. Uh, what have you for this one, Duffer? Well, we have a very rare situation here. The Raid, I'm sorry, the Chargers, like I said, it does get confusing, these LA teams. The Chargers are, are off of consecutive wins as an underdog, and now they're a road favorite. That's a very rare circumstance, but teams like that in the history of my database, which goes back to 1983, a go against of 15 and one. In fact, the underdog would be 11 and five straight up. So that would say to go with the Raiders. Now, that being said, the line is covering right around the pick. Uh, the Chargers are minus one. But yeah, when a team is off of consecutive wins as a road underdog, they usually do. I'm sorry, as underdogs, they usually do um, have a uh, letdown here. Not surprisingly, the underdog is 6-3 and three in the Chargers games. I've always said I've never been a Phillip Rivers fan, but he's a guy that I like to attach my term to. Predictably unpredictable, he'll go on a 3-4 game stretch where he looks like a Hall of Famer, and then he'll go on a stretch where he looks like he should be a, a backup. So it's no surprise the underdog has done very well in their games. Now, the superior team in a short week, has always been a great play unless they've had substantially more snaps the previous week, which is not the case. Uh, that would be 80 and 32. The Chargers are in a, a short week superior team situation. Uh, fading bad defenses off of a win is 140, 85 and four. That would also favor the uh, Chargers. Uh, look, the Raiders is key. Uh, they get Eric Harris. He is probable. Uh, he was ill last week. He played every down. I know California University of Pennsylvania is best known for producing great handicappers, but they produce very tough football players. He uh, did miss practice on that Monday, but it looks like he's going to play for them. Still, uh, you know, all in all, a little bit of a, a, a tough game as far as the side's concerned. I'm going to have a pretty big play on the total picks and parlays.net, but I think the Chargers are the good play. Simply put, if you go with the superior team in a short week, you're usually going to do quite well. 
All right, there you have it, uh, Chargers and Raiders. Let's move along. Bills at Browns. The Bills 6-2, and 5-3 and three against the spread, coming off a 24-9 win over the Redskins. It's the Bills' best start in 26 years, which is saying quite something. The Browns 2-6, and 2-6 and six against the spread. They lost on Sunday to the Broncos. It's their fourth straight loss. This team seems to have lost the plot. Cleveland is 9-23 and 23 against the spread in their last 32 games at home. That's a pretty big number to get your arms around. Uh, Browns on this one, minus two, total 41 and a half. All right, Duffman. Am I a big believer in the Bills? Well, obviously not. I did have uh, two weeks ago my interconference game of the year on Philadelphia against Buffalo. And this is a case where we use the odds makers' knowledge against them. Another kind of rare situation when a team is favored, despite having four, at least four fewer wins than their opponent, and they're not getting, well, I should say not necessarily favored, but they're not getting at least two and a half points. They're 58 and 23 against the spread. That would favor the Browns. Again, if you knew nothing about these teams, if you simply looked at the records and you made a line, there's no way you would say that Cleveland would be a two and a half point favorite. But again, use your knowledge, use the odds makers knowledge against them. We have an anti-splits angle, same thing, that says fade road teams who are better on the road than the home team has been at home. That's 140, 101 and 10. Uh, there's no question Cleveland's underachieved this year, but they do get a boost. Uh, Kareem Hunt, that eight-game suspension, uh, he is going to be in uniform for the Browns. You know, forget about what you think of him as a person and whether or not any NFL team should have signed him. He is a very dangerous weapon, and I also like the whole psychological thing where the Browns, they need a little kick in the shorts. I do think that Hunt is a guy who can give them a great lift. Nobody can question this guy's talent. Also, uh, the Bills are a trendy dog. It's a rare case where the public is betting on the underdog. 80% of the bets are on Buffalo. Usually you like to bet against those trendy dogs. I do think Cleveland is going to pull off the win here where people that aren't aware of the point spread, they might think it's an upset, but it's not. Cleveland is going to uh, win this game by at least uh, five points. At least five points, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's also... We, you know, we talk about momentum, and we can argue about it as you know, NFL is not a big momentum sport. I believe you said that. But, yes. No, uh, yeah, it's a big re regression to the mean sport. Yeah, that sounds painful, whatever that is. But I will say this. You know, when you lost four in a row against a team that's overachieving, having your best start in 26. Look, having your best start in 26 years has to provide some momentum. I mean, we're not talking about a season or where you're on a three-game winning streak, but having your best start essentially in modern franchise history, I think, says a lot. And I think you're right. And there has to be a value in that. You and I can argue how mean your aggression is all you want. But I'm going to say that there may be Mo signed on the bench here uh, for the Bills. All right, Lions at Bears. Uh, this is an NFC North showdown. The Lions, 3-4-1, uh, 4-4 four and one, four and four against the spread, coming off a 31-24 loss to the Raiders. Uh, they couldn't convert. First and goal with a minute left. Come on. Oh, terrible stuff. The Bears, 3-5, and 2-6 and six against the spread. Uh, the Bears lost 22-14 to the Eagles. That's four in a row. Uh, excuse me. I'll learn to speak somewhere along the way here. That's four in a row they've lost. Uh, the Bears are... Uh, Chicago are 8-1 and one against the spread in its last nine versus an NFC North opponent. The Bears minus three, total 42 and a half. Uh, how does that look to you, Duffer? And speaking of the total St. Nicholas, um, the, this is at least the early weather indicates this could be the windiest game. 16-mile-per-hour uh, winds are expected. 
So I'm not the ultimate expert on predicting which way a line is going, but I think you could have a decent middle opportunity when it comes to the total. You bet the under now, uh, if the weather forecast is accurate and even if the winds pick up a little bit, the total could drop and you might be able to, like I said, get a little bit of a middle there because the uh, sports books don't seem to adjust to the early week weather that much. So keep, keep an eye on that. This total could definitely drop simply based on the uh, weather forecast. Have a nice little revenge angle, and it doesn't have to be same season revenge. It could be a previous season revenge that's based on each team coming off of a very bad effort the previous week. The team in revenge is very good, 68 and 28. That would benefit Detroit. An angle that admittedly in recent years has tailed off a little bit, but consecutive road games, and if you're off of a loss, the road team is off of a loss, they're a good play. Uh, 327, 237, 11, that would favor Detroit. This is one of those games, you know, Nick, I hear that you went to a UCLA and they had a pretty famous basketball coach uh, many years ago by the name of John Wooden. Yes, and I remember indeed. John Wooden. Yeah, you heard of him? Uh, yes, absolutely. Legend. Yes. Um, I always like his philosophy. When, when he was interviewed, I, I loved how he said he felt he prepared for other teams less than most coaches. He wasn't so worried about exploiting another team's weakness as he was going with his own team's strength. And I think that's kind of a big dilemma that uh, Nagy is going to have for the Bears this week. Detroit's very vulnerable against the pass, but Chicago, Mitch Trubisky can't really throw the ball all that well. However, I think you got to think bigger picture. Nagy knows for Chicago to become relevant that obviously, you know, Trubisky has to, has to show he can throw the ball. So I do think, especially when you look at the big picture, Chicago's probably going to be putting the ball in the air a little bit, but especially if there's some win there, I don't have a, a lot of confidence in his ability to do that. I do think Detroit's defense um, will ha actually have a very good game because they're not going against a, a good quarterback. Uh, it does worry me. Detroit is yet another trendy dog. We don't have too many trendy dogs, but back-to-back -back trendy dogs in games I covered. But still, all in all, I do like the points here with Detroit. You like the points with Detroit, and the points are, what do we have? What was the total? Uh, plus three. Plus, yeah, we're, plus, we're plus get, three. Uh, yeah, so the minus, so the, the, that was the right line there. I got these a little early today, so uh, looking to see them. They did not move, which is know, interesting. And it's one of those that, you know, does vary, and especially with the win, if the total does drop, it could drop below three. So I think yeah. it's more likely to go below three than above three. Although, you know, and especially, especially, as I said, it's very rare when the public is betting the underdog early. So I think it could go off of three quite easily. And you might want to get on Detroit now. All right. Duff man, Joe Duffy, thank you so much. Of course, you can find loads of Joe's picks at picksandparlays.net as well as his expert picks. If you really want to get your sports betting on the right side of profitable, I don't know what else to say. Uh, go to picksandparlays.net. You'll find Joe there along with all of the other great cappers we've had on the show today. Up next, a recap of today's picks. Joe, thanks a lot. We'll chat to you later on in the week. Be right back after this. All right, welcome back to Picks and Parlays here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. We're also streaming live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. I'm your host, Nick Eber. Find me on Twitter. Unsurprisingly, it's at Nick Eber. You know, I try to keep it simple for you. Would love if you'd give me a follow. I put a lot of picks up there. A lot of soccer picks too. If you didn't, sorry about that. If you don't follow the great 
beautiful game, but if you do, uh, you'll be a happy person indeed. Okay, we had a lot of picks today from our great cappers, Tony Brown, Tony Tellez, and Joe Duffy. Let's recap what they gave us. Let's start with uh, the capper formerly known as Bandwagon, Tony Brown, his picks. Bucks at Clippers, take the Clippers, minus one and a half. The Sixers at the Jazz, take the Sixers, plus two and a half. And for college basketball, Cincinnati at Ohio State. Take Ohio State, minus six. LT Gray joined us next. Tony Tellers. Here were his college football picks. Penn State at Minnesota. Take Minnesota. Golden Gophers, plus seven. That always reminds me of Caddyshack when I hear that. LSU at Alabama. Take the LSU Tigers, plus six. And uh, Iowa at Wisconsin. Take Iowa, plus nine and a half. And we capped it all off with the Duff man himself, Joe Duffy, doing some NFL charges at Raiders. Take the Chargers minus one. Lions at Bears. Take the Lions plus three. And the Bills at Browns. Take the Browns minus three. There were our picks from our cappers. If you missed any of them, be sure to check out our website, picksandparleys.net. You'll find all of those free picks there for you. If you've missed any part of this show, don't worry. You can always find it on our YouTube channel. And when you go there, remember to subscribe and hit the bell for notifications for every time we post a new video. That's at our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash picksparlays. All right, that's going to wrap the show up for today. Hope you enjoyed it. Want to thank Tony, Tony, and Joe for coming on. Want to thank you for watching and listening. And a reminder to join me tomorrow, that's Wednesday the 6th, for more picks and parlays, more free picks right here. In the meantime, Go visit us at picksandparlays.net. Till tomorrow, have a great night and enjoy the college basketball. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.